0: We are live. What's up, guys? Uh, we're back. Me and Brock, um, <laughs> barely hope, alive. Hope y'all liked the last episode. Having a special guest on. Yeah. We want more guests on. If you guys have any yeah. recommendations, drop us in the comments or in the DMs. We'd love to have somebody on that's out there, crushing, doing some stuff,
1: making yep. things act, making things happen, taking yeah. action.
0: This is the all or nothing show. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, big
1: big weekend this past weekend
0: for both Brock and I. And I'm eating a little bagel right now. So I'm gonna let Brock kick it off with the Richmond Marathon. Give us a little recap, dude. Yeah,
1: so I've uh, <laughs> been preparing for this for a little while. So if uh, any of you have like, followed me for a little bit, I did do my own solo marathon back on, I think it was July 30th, but the end of July over the summer. Mm-hmm. And so I had a little bit of confidence. It's like technically my first marathon, officially but I've done the distance really twice because I did the marathon by myself on the Capitol Trail over the summer, and then I did a 50K, which is 31.06 miles over at the Pocahontas State Park uh, a few weeks after the How marathon. How 31.06 miles. Yeah. 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 So both had their ups and downs um, and conditional issues, So, and one actually relates back to the Richmond, but to make time, you know, Anyway, I'm a, I'm a fast forward, fast forward mm. that bullshit. That's what I'm trying to say. Get to the race day. Um, spending like the past nine weeks really working up and ramping up my mileage for this. Did an actual deload. Uh, you know, did what I was supposed to do. So the last two weeks, I kind of worked my mileage a little bit lower. Had a little shakeout run Friday morning, and then headed into the race Saturday morning. So trying to set the scene a little bit. I'm in like the sixth wave that leaves. So, standing in line a bunch of other people, I'm looking around. I see you know a lot of people with their spouse, a friend, a family member, things like that. I'm just standing there just alone. I got my little vest on, which was one last minute thing I was going back and forth on was whether I should wear the vest uh, but if I didn't wear the vest, you know i was I told Maddie and honestly it was probably smart to bring my phone, especially filming like a few little moments. so break down for me
0: because I don't know
1: yeah. maybe nobody knows what all goes into a vest, at least yours so. The benefit of a vest is obviously you're almost like throwing around your shoulders like a backpack, right yeah. uh The benefit is i how I set it up is I just put one bottle in one of the little pockets and then I put my phone in the other okay and then also there's like the side pockets and zip pockets these are these other like mesh spots where you can put in gels uh you know you could put salt tablets, all these different things so it's it's great to kind of put everything um on you and still be relatively lightweight. What a lot of other people will do is they'll do what's called like a running belt. Like a fanny pack? No, it's not really a fanny pack, although some will look like that. It's almost like a sleeve. It almost looks like an arm sleeve around your waist, but it has like mesh pockets. Got it. So it's almost like just another waistband with no like pant legs, if that makes sense. And that works the same way where it has little like mesh pockets and you can put things... You wouldn't really put a bottle in there, but you could easily put gels. You could do a phone, and it wouldn't jump around too much, depending on the brand. But I don't have one of those. I don't really like the way they look. Yeah. Uh, so I went with the vest. So anyway, back into the starting line. The waves are slowly going by. I'm kind of getting ready to set my watch. Looking over at Maddie. Um, I already needed to pee again, which kind of sucks. I'd pee like five times before the race. I hit the uh, restroom in the hotel that was close to the starting line and that was a fucking shit show people were just in and out i mean it was like a line and uh, thank god i didn't need a poop because you go in the stall and there was no toilet paper people have like you know ravaged that thing Damn. but uh peed there but still like 20 minutes later by race time i needed to kind of pee a little bit and so i was already thinking about okay i remember seeing there's a rest stop at like two miles out so anyway re- race starts Hit the two miles. Feeling pretty good. I start passing everybody. Um, I really wasn't trying to push the pace too hard. Looking back, I probably came out a little bit too fast, but I was really just going by feel. Had a good little stride. Breathing felt super easy and comfortable. Legs felt good. A little bit of that nervous energy, those jitters in your legs, but a couple miles in, I kind of set in. Hit the rest stop uh, two miles in. Quickly grabbed a porta potty which I'm glad because they got busier as you yeah. went on through the race where there was actually lines, but when I went, I was in and out quick. would be so pissed. Yeah. Jumped back in the race, got going, and uh, that was actually the only P break I took the entire race, surprisingly. Um, so then, fast forward a little bit, hit four miles, still feeling super good, cruising, I'd worked my way up to, like, the 415 group, so I was really on pace, averaging, like, a nine minute per mile, which for me is, like, on the higher end, but in a good spot, and then uh coming up on six miles we start hitting this decline and i start really riding this decline i think on that mile i hit like a eight a little bit over an eight minute mile it's crushing riding that really well which i feel like in my training i've done a really good job at not just surviving the decline and trying to fight myself from like falling too fast but really comfortably ride it use it to my advantage and so i I, you know cruise down that there was a little bit of an uphill you know, flew up that. Felt good. Come across the bridge, and I shoot you attacks that I was coming, you know, getting kind of close. And so, weaving in and out, there's actually, like, these nice little um, forest-looking spots that are along this, like, road, but it's one of those, like, unmarked, kind of, like, lined roads uh, across the bridge on that side. But neat little spot. But I'm noticing, A, I need to refill my bottle, and, two, my hamstrings are starting to get kind of tired kind of get fatigued which I wasn't overly worried about but I was like hey we're only a fourth or like a third into this race and they're already getting tired and I know I got at least one more like somewhat uphill battle like later on across the bridge yeah. as far as elevation but I was like you know I'll, I'll deal with it I guess as it arises so then I get closer to you and so I'm about 11 miles in, and I feel my heart spike. And if you guys have listened to previous podcasts, I'll kind of give you the cliff notes. But both Austin and I have this minor heart condition that it's not, not life-threatening, but it's basically an, uh, your heart sends, has an extra nerve on it that sends an extra electrical signal that kind of like rapidly kickstarts your heart rate. And typically, it's normal day things. It's, you know, you, you skip a breath, you drink something, like, kind of quickly, or it goes down the wrong pipe, and or something surprises you, and it's like a brief spike where your heart goes up 20, 30 beats per minute, but then, you know, a couple deep breaths, you're fine. It's like five to ten second episodes for me. Sometimes they can be a little bit longer. Yeah. Um Often, more times than not, it's not during exercise, but when it is, it's harder to calm it down because your body's already, you know, working harder. The heart rate's already up, so it's harder. Um, Why this matters is because, well, I'm running a marathon, but this has happened on the last time I ran a marathon, and when that happened, it was uh, 16 miles in, it spiked. I paused my watch and tried to take three minutes to slow my heart rate. That didn't work. It still was pretty elevated, and so I realized in this marathon... Stopping's not going to help me and it's just going to kill my time more. So I decided to just keep on running with it. And so Austin uh, was there, I met up with him, ran with him for a little bit of this section. So he got some clips for me and uh, basically from mile 11 to 15, I was running with an average 195 beats per minute heart rate. Uh, and the best way I can describe it to everybody is if a water bottle is your energy level, and the water is your energy. And you're slowly during the race pouring out that bottle. With the heart rate spike issue, it's like someone stabbed a hole in the bottom of the bottle. So now it's leaking as you're already pouring out energy. So, you know, you're just getting that much fatigue that much quicker. And the weird thing about this heart condition too is my breathing is the same pace. It's calm breathing. It's the same breath pattern. But the heart's beating as if I'm in a full sprint. So it, it it's... Not only draining my energy, but it's making me really kind of like nervous and anxious in a way because I don't want to show up in an EMT, you know, car. I don't want to, sh- you know, scare Maddie. You know, she was coming up on the 16 mile marker, so I didn't want to tell her about it. So I keep pushing on. I get to 16 miles, see Maddie, my family, um, say hi to them, give Maddie a kiss, keep running through, and then once I got kind of over to, uh, what street was that? I don't know, right near Altria Theater, basically, and we're kind of running down BCU area. Yeah, I forget that street. Um, I decided, okay, I need to start mixing in some walk-run intervals. So basically, from mile 16 through the end of the race, I was going anywhere from, like, two-minute walk, four-minute run, three-minute walk, three-minute run. Like, just, it wasn't something specific I stuck to. I just kind of looked at, okay, I'm going to run from this block to that second stoplight, yeah. you know, just whatever I could, like, will myself to physically do because the heart rate really discouraged me and I think made things worse because I probably would have fatigued my hamstrings anyway because I mentioned earlier they were already starting to fatigue on me. But once the heart rate became an issue, I got really lazy with taking in uh, electrolytes and fuel as far as my gels and uh, refilling my bottle again. So I think, you know, I just made myself even more tired because of how frustrated or discouraged I was and then on top of that uh or because of that my hamstrings my lower back my quads even were starting to just they just felt dead I felt like I needed a new pair of legs I could barely like bend them I tried to take a few seconds to like kind of sit in a squat and just stretch them out a little bit but I mean it, it just felt brutal like you know walking wasn't too hard but I knew that to reach my goal, I needed to just keep running as much as I could, you yeah. know, but I didn't want to push too hard and then actually have like a cramp or something crazy. So I'd say it was a tale of two halves. The first half of the race, you know, if you look at my stats, uh, half marathon PR, 10 mile PR, I mean, there's just PRs everywhere all the way leading up to 30 K, um, lifetime PRs for me. So I was really happy with that. And at the end of the day, I still hit a marathon PR still was sub five as a 4.49 finish, um, which shaved like 40, 45 minutes off my marathon over the summer. Uh, and it's it's really like mixed feelings because I feel like I'm I'm proud and there was a success and there was a lot of experience gained, especially being my first race. But there was also a lot of disappointment because I really strongly believe I would have had 4.30 in me if things just went... Kind of to plan, and you know if things kept going like they were in the first half, I think a four fifteen four twenty marathon was really uh you know possible yeah. at that point so uh you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's also not all doom and gloom, so that's like a not too long winded recap of how the race went. Uh, obviously, there's some more details mixed in that I'll be posting over Instagram, especially like as far as like my thoughts. Um, during the race, I tried to really remember and write down as much as I could. But, uh, that's basically how the race went. And at the end of the race, I was just (laughs) so freaking tired and defeated. I just laid down in the grass for a minute and uh, I didn't even want to go get my little like finisher hat and blanket because one, I didn't want to walk over there. I really just did not have the energy to do anything. I was worried about puking and I did like, I puked once. It was just all water though. And that was kind of it but it was just this overwhelming feeling of just weakness and i yeah. knew if i drank water it would quench my thirst but i'd probably puke again yeah. but if i don't drink anything i just feel really thirsty and uncomfortable mm-hmm. so I, um yeah but the good the, the, the only thing i actually care about keeping is the medal and they like they're going to ship that later which was a lot of it was kind of like a joke amongst a lot of, like, a lot of the runners and the posters because the or the richmond marathon pe- uh, coordinators fucked up and the medals are delayed, so um, they didn't have them at the finish line. But uh,
0: that damn COVID.
1: Yeah, fu- yeah!
0: It it's it's all COVID's fault. Yep. That's awesome, man. So I saw, I think it was for the finisher of the marathon, a two hour some some minute marathon. Who was it? Two hour forty minutes was the fastest time.
1: I think there was a two twenty six. No, no, two forty two. Maybe
0: two forty two. It's a guy. Yeah, looked like maybe in his early forties.
1: No, there's some old bath I told you there was another guy with my last name, fucking this older ruling. guy that was like 52 that ran a 242 or 247. That two might have yeah. He
0: looked fit, 40s, probably healthy. Yeah, wrote, but he or,
1: qualified for Boston and shit, God yeah. Damn, son. Yeah.
0: It's fucking moving. Yeah. Imagine, like, full-out fucking sprinting that bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you
0: got to be, right? To, like, I mean, I to ran run beside that, you. Yeah. So, like, give me, give me some perspective. When I jog beside you yeah. for that 100 yards at best – what type of pace would you say that was, like, effort-wise? Was that, like, your fastest, or was that, like, medium? Was what it I was
1: running at that point, um, for reference Because it's like a halfway mark almost, right? Yeah, at halfway, my heart rate had already spiked, and I began to run more in the range I was supposed to. Yeah. So my goal pace was to be anywhere between 9 and ten and a half. It's a big range, but that was supposed to be my range for the whole race. The first... 10 miles i was running nine fifteen yeah. to 9 i was like cruising so i was like for me pushing kind of fast okay cool. um but by the time i was with you i was running more like a 10, 10 15, yeah which is usually where we all hang out for long runs and things like that to where it's it's not overly easy it's not a recovery pace but it's not it's not fast no you know? I mean, for me,
0: when I jogged beside you, my l- calves were already cramping for some reason when I ran beside you. But uh, it was a decent pace. Oh, it's still and a to decent, imagine yeah. the, to cut your time in half to get that. Yeah, they're you know,
1: basically to run that. I think it's to run that you bat to run sub three. I think you have to run uh, like a six fifty two, six forty seven per pace dude. average. Yeah. yeah. So it's. I mean, it's another level. Uh, I think what's very doable and possible eventually um, in a few years is me running uh, sub four. You know, if I could break into that, yeah. like, three-hour, 40-minute area, that would be really cool. Shave an hour. Well, you shaved um, almost an
0: hour this time. So, basically, a year of training, yeah. you would expect probably the same. Probably.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's diminishing returns. But, but overall, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's improvement to be made. And I think, you know, I think a three-hour, 40-minute would probably be like a mid low eight minute Mm -hmm. you know mile you know minute per mile so that's it's fat that'd be like my tempo that's like what i could average for a 10k and probably could average like an 850 or nine minute for a half marathon you know i think i caught this
0: because i filmed a little bit for i tried to film for my 50 mile ride shortly after meeting up with brock but i went out there a little early because as soon as you texted me i was like i don't know what bridge he's coming from Mm -hmm. because I know we talked about the Belvedere Bridge, and I was like, "Ah, I looked at the map that morning. It looks like y'all were coming through Huguenot. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, that could be a little quicker. Let me go out there. So I was watching. I probably stood out there for about 10, 12 minutes before you came through, and I caught a couple people, all different types of people running, Mm -hmm. and the craziest thing I saw, motherfucker, shirtless, shorts, a little chilly that morning, barefoot. 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 No socks, no f- shoes. Motherfucker was barefoot. Might not have... Could have just been a bum it. running.
1: I don't know. It's probably a bum running.
0: <laughs> he was with the crowd, dude. This dude was barefoot. I got really? it on video on my phone. Damn. I wish... I didn't have your GoPro on, so I pulled up my phone real quick to film it. See, so you like, know what's um, dude a running. sad
1: note that uh, Maddie told me about is uh, apparently like maybe 20, 30 minutes before I finished or something like that, there was a girl that was being basically held up and assisted to cross like close to the finish line um by her friends i guess she'd been cramping really bad or yeah. whatever and then uh she just fainted probably like 30 40 feet from the finish line didn't finish what do you mean like like just laid out i don't know i wasn't there but apparently she just dropped and uh you know the emts and all that came and helped her fuck that's scary that would dude. fucking suck though that's scary. i'd be like if i die Put me across the finish line. You dragged me. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Well, (laughs) That close, you know. It makes you. Well, I guess with something like that running, you can only carry but so much liquid on you. There's those rest stops where you can, I guess, grab cokes, like little swigs of coke Mm -hmm. and like water, hopefully. They had stations like that. They had water
1: and noon, which is the worst tasting thing in the world. It's electrolytes you're getting in. Yeah, it tastes like like shit, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but. Either cramp up and not make it past the line, but or drink but my it.
1: thing is like I don't care how much like promotional dollars they have, like they need to talk to Jimbo. They yeah, need well, to. I mean, <laughs> go ahead, but I mean we're going to cost a little something. <laughs> Noon just does not taste good. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. But anyway, um, but, but like, yeah, they to. I guess the problem is you don't know you need it until you until need it. Too know? late. Yeah. yeah. Until it's and too then late, and the next
0: thing you know, you're too cramped up to even like really function. Yeah. That sucks, dude. And that was what. So. After I met with you, I uh, walked back to the house, ate a quick meal again. Yeah, let's give a a a transition. So Austin
1: was doing his 50-mile ride this weekend, which was an important one because, A, it's the longest you've ever done. Yeah. And, B, it'll be a big measurement to see and reevaluate where you're at basically three, four weeks out from trying to do 100. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: like to to, uh, just blow my body out, but... (laughs) Met with Brock. Doesn't want to see another birthday. (laughs) Caught a a few clips of him running. And uh, I was like, all right, well, daylight's ticking away. The ride's going to take me, I was assuming, three, three and a half hours. So went back home, grabbed a few meals, or grabbed a meal, packed food, snacks, uh, water, all my Shazam, all my supplements, and hopped down to Rockets Landing. That's where I started off. Um, Because I thought about going out to Four Mile Creek and doing that ride again. But I was like, you know what, let me see how far... It is from mm-hmm. the dead stop, because that's where I'll be riding from when it
1: comes time. So Is that going to be, though? Because I know from there, isn't it like 23 already? It's not like zero. The zero is probably back closer to the city, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? The mile markers? Oh, the
0: mile marker. Yeah, so I would probably so yeah, you technically, would have to start. technically start at like the Flood Wall, I guess, which is like another mile. I think it's only about a mile away. Is that the zero point? Mm-hmm. It's, there's a sign that says, from this point, it's 50.4 miles to Waynesburg. It's a little sign. It's right where the train tracks, like you go under them
1: almost. Oh, you're right. You know, I'm thinking of it the inverse way. I forgot that it counts towards Richmond. Yeah. So that's why it says, like, okay, yeah, you're right. right um, so
0: I'd yep. have to, like, technically start a little bit further yeah, back so yeah. I could ride back. Or yeah. when I come back from Waynesburg, just go a little further, which I think I'll go ahead and knock out the extra before mm-hmm. I go. Because I won't want to pass my car probably when I come back. But – uh got out there and kind of shit the bed right out the gate. One of my tires was a little low because as soon as I sat on the bike, unfortunately I brought my bike pump, I left it in my car. Whew, that could have been a shit show. But uh pumped up the bike tires and got on the go, started Strava, made it about two miles out of the city, chain pops off. I shifted gears to my big sprocket, and just popped it right off the thing. I was like, holy shit man. Flipped the bike over right there in the middle of the trail put the chain back on. I'm like, all right, let's see how far I can make it. So I keep going. Um, and I make it a good 20, 30 miles out and I start, or not 20, more like 18 miles out, 20 ish. And I start to feel a little fatigued, but I was starting to incorporate some carbs, things that me and Ronnie had been talking about for intro training. I
1: thought it was a bold move to try and experiment with the, uh, you know, sample product we're trying to make, uh, instead of using the,
0: yeah well i i mean i didn't really i like uh, to live my vicariously thank it it, but like carbs are carb i mean i guess i could have ate whatever and just messed me up worst thing happens i shit my pants i guess but always uh, an option yeah but i I mean maybe i don't know i guess i don't overthink it that much i guess but i I, it probably does help to be consistent Mm -hmm. but uh got out there and made my, of course, three or four P-breaks here and there. And once I made it to the 25-mile mark, I felt pretty good. Felt pretty good, um, regardless did of the wind. You did four
1: P-breaks before you got to the halfway point? Yeah. Holy
0: shit, I'm dude. pissing, dude.
1: Your bladder
0: is like a little purse. Pissing. And I'm chugging. I guess I'm cr- crushing water, but I guess since I'm not sweating at all, I didn't sweat one bit. I don't know how you drink out of a shaker while you're on the bike. <laughs> Dude, just like this. You don't spill
1: it over yourself at all? Past people? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. They're like, this guy's fucking nuts. I mean, just like you... I mean, I'm not running. To no, run like I know, but I just can't imagine trying to sip through something when you're like moving that fast. If
0: anybody can, do it, you can, can do, do it, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. I think... Overall experience, you know, I made it out there, turned around. Coming back, it's when shit hit the fan, the wind. The wind, regardless, that whole day was shit. But the wind was definitely taking a toll on me when I was coming through a lot of those open fields out, out there in the boons. And um, going through the woods is where I picked up a lot of time, picked up a lot of speed, um, was able to, like, just hunk down. And it was like a double-edged sword because when you're out in the field, you're getting sunlight. It was warm. Even though it was windy, it was warm. You go into the woods, it's mm-hmm. chilly not a lot of wind but just very chilly knuckles were numb stuff like that but uh the last probably 10 miles were 10 to 8 miles were very very tough very tough one of those deals where i just head down on the road not really looking up more than like six feet away just pushing
1: you know what uh i was talking to ronnie about this uh you need to get a heart rate monitor or some kind of watch, because I want to see... Can't afford that shit, dog. God. <laughs> gonna need to sell some more supplements. Because yeah. uh, I'd love to see just more um, data on it, because I, I forget that, you know, with your Strava, you know, it really the app just, I mean, it can tell, like, the speed and the distance, obviously. Um just shows that I'm fucking crushing yeah, just Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This guy crushes. I know. <laughs> That's what it says. But, uh, yeah, just side note, I was thinking about. but um, What, heart rate monitor? We just a heart rate. Like, seeing your heart rate on these certain sections yeah. and seeing, like, your speed. Because that way you can really know, like... Was I going too hard? Yeah, were you going too hard? Were you in a good spot? I'm like, probably going too... Know?
0: I can go ahead and admit I'm going too hard most of the time. Yeah. Because I... I'll go ahead and admit, like, when I see people on the trail, I pass them. Like, even if they're going decent speed, I don't want to – I don't like being behind people something either. Something yeah. deep down inside inside me gives me this, like, mo- emotion that I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck this, I'm going around them. And I'll usually hit, drop it down a gear, pass them, and then I'll look behind me to make sure that they're, like, in the dust. <laughs> it's weird, though. I mean, I know I'm overdoing it when I do that, but mm-hmm. that's the way I live. <laughs> yeah um also there's points and times and i don't i don't know i have to talk to ronnie about this but during those like last eight to ten miles i when i would try and stop like to sh- just park the bike real quick not get off of it just stand up and then like swig some water my legs hurt more when i stopped than if i just kept pedaling it was the weirdest sensation ever like they hurt like a son of a bitch if i stopped and tried to like straighten them out or just like chill and not keep them moving, but mm-hmm. them just slowly moving felt better. Not yeah. good, but felt better than stopping. And uh, that's what sort of helped me get to the car because yeah, <laughs> it was a bad point when I got back to the car, hopped off yeah. the bike. I couldn't stay still. I couldn't get in the car. I had to walk around. And yeah, just...
1: describe describe that. So were you able to drive home? <laughs> yeah. So I parked my bike because then sometimes my hamstrings have been so sore. I'm worried about pushing the pedal. Yeah. yeah. I was more so – I was dead serious
0: worried that, like, I was going to pass out. I don't know what from, like, anxiety because my legs were so tight and hurt so bad. And I'm not trying to, like, play it off. I, I can push through some pain, and that was the worst, like, sensation slash pain that my legs muscular-wise have ever felt. No pain in the joint's ankle held up like a champ. Knees, great. Adductors – Teardrops of the fucking quads. Glutes and hamstrings were okay, but my adductors, the inside of my thighs, I guess from just staying tight and tucked in and just pumping, I mean, the tightest I've ever felt in my life. Immediately, while well, I walked around for a good 15 to 20 minutes around the car. Couldn't sit still. People probably were looking at me thinking I was crazy. I was like, <laughs> knees slightly bent, just trying to walk around the fucking <laughs> rocket slam. I can imagine, yeah. Hopped in the car finally, turned my heat seat, heat, heat, Warmers yeah. on, I was like, oh my god, I gotta get the fuck home.
1: You know what? I was glad that I had. So first of all, I mentioned how I didn't feel good, but the trick is, I, I sent you a message. Maybe it would have been too late, but I basically told you what I would have told myself when I did was slowly bring in food and sugar. Yeah. Um, but what works best for me to where I can get it in easier? You did text me that. Yeah, and is, I didn't. I eat a yeah, fuck ton. I sure did. Well, <laughs> no, you can eat a lot, but but me personally, if I eat. Some if I try to eat like solid food yeah. or something too big, I almost do not have the energy to chew it. Like it's so tired to chew. My yeah. mouth is dry, and so what I like to do is some kind of smoothie or something like that. That's like almost like liquefied. Yeah, and now I can get in sugar quickly. So we hit tropical smoothie and fuck them, dude. Oh, they take it, ten years. Well, for some reason, it was like the busiest time of ever. Which one? The one right near here, actually. It's across, like, it's by that Dick's Sporting Goods. Yep. And Maddie goes in. She's first in line, but apparently they had, like, 20 online orders they had to fulfill, and they did those first. And then, when she ordered, they still had a bunch of issues. Some, like, homeless woman walked in and stole someone's drinks that was uh, an online pickup, so then they had to remake that order. It was a shit show. And so I'm sitting in their car just dying dying for something, right? I mean, it's been two hours post-race. I haven't had anything. Yeah, no, I would have been done. And, um... So finally get my little Jetty Punch. It's like some strawberry something bullshit that I, you know, I liked from years ago. I thought it would satisfy, and it did. Um, slowly sipping through that, got home, showered up, immediately hopped in those boots, man, those fucking compression boots. Those that's brought some, me back to I life. I <laughs> swear,
0: that's, I thought about those. I l- like Legitimately, when I was out in Rockets Landing, sitting there on that dock about to die, I was thinking about, like, How much what? would Brock charge me? <laughs> what? I, I, like, I guess the only... To fight that sensation, I did squeeze my legs. Like, I was standing there just squeezing my thighs, trying to, like, grip them and, like, massage them almost. That gave some sense of relief a you'd, little bit. You'd
1: need a roller or the compression boots. I mean, they, A, you don't, they do it for you. You don't have to do anything. Yes. And, two, they just slowly... Compress and guide the blood flow out of your legs and flush it back in, I think
0: that was the problem. there was so much sh shit built 100%. up in my legs yeah, a ton of
1: acid in there yeah and
0: uh I mean the worst i've never I've had leg days fucking mm. crazy ones, never felt anything like that, mm-hmm. and uh anyways, made it home though, God willing ran up th- walked up the stairs. And grabbed, immediately grabbed whatever was on the microwave. I didn't care if it was Aspen or leave. So I think it was a leave. Took like five or six of them. Oh, fuck, dude. I, dude, I was, Jesus Christ. I was ready. Five a leave? I believe, I was at least four or five. And then (laughs) big boy, big boy, house pour glass of wine. (laughs) Immediately. I didn't need, I had no food, just a leave. I don't know how you live sometimes.
1: (laughs) The shit you do sometimes. Combining five leave with wine, <laughs> I'm just like, what I know, are you I doing? I told Kathy and she's like, You're on blood thinners too.
0: She's like, You just want your blood to you straight you. Are still water. on blood thinners? Yeah, I'm still on them. I'm borrowing them until January. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> dude, uh, <laughs> you're on suicide watch, I swear to God. <laughs> and then I while I was sipping on my wine, I went and started the hot t- or the bath, hot water, steaming hot. Sat in that, like, you know how some sometimes you'll get the hot water going and you'll get in there when it's almost full? I sat down in that bitch bare naked with no water in the bottom of that thing, just ready to die in the bath. And I was just <laughs> sipping my wine, letting the bathtub fill up. And I sat, I crushed the glass before it was even full, I turned the water off. And then next thing I know, I wake up and I'm still in the water. I'm like, holy shit. I guess I've dozed off real quick. I was like, let me get out of this tub before I drown in it. So you know, out.
1: this is a message to Ronnie. I'm sorry you had to deal with this dick <laughs> Because I tell you, well, that wasn't he, his protocol. No, I know, I know. But it's just, and I he I, didn't give me a post ride protocol. By I'm the way, I'm not here to be your mama. And obviously, you always you do it Austin's way, yeah. and I and I love that. But some of the shit you do, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, uh, I'm sure there was like <laughs> questionable, probably warm up or. Uh, set up protocol for starting the r- the ride, and Warm up. then yeah, and I then mean it's just hopping on the and bike then and during go. the ride, you know you're trying. They always a famous thing is don't try anything new on race day. And what do you do? You try something Hold brand your stack. new concoction, yeah. <laughs> and then you finish. You come home, and you just down five uh, a leave with wine. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Not to mention your own blood thinners, too.
0: The way I thought about the wine. <laughs> antioxidants. Oh, my God. And great sugar. Grapes. Yep. Yeah, a little alcohol to numb the pain. But uh, hey, man, Christ, man, I woke, I got wet and wake up. I got out of the tub, made a few sandwiches, PBJs, little chicken sandwich, and then immediately passed Hopefully out the Hopefully that's
1: separate, chicken, peanut butter, and jelly. No,
0: well, I had the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the chicken sandwich. Oh,
1: okay. Ate, like, but they were separate.
0: Separate. Okay. And then uh, passed out for like two or three hours till Sarah got home. So I could have died on I, the I,
1: I thought about taking a nap, too, but by the time I like, had got some food in me, I felt better. The food put me down. I woke up for about an hour, ate one more meal, then went back to bed.
0: <laughs> and then Sunday, I was supposed to, mm-hmm. per Ronnie, I was supposed to come up here and spin for 15 minutes. I didn't do that. Oh, so I went down there and just worked on the house all day. My legs definitely paid for that because it was up and down the fucking hill. Yeah. but So what's I'm, the plan this week? Uh, I'm supposed to meet up with Ronnie. I guess later tonight he said, if I still want to move forward <laughs> uh, to – Plan out the next two to three weeks, hopefully.
1: So, that was going to be my question. Um, was I'm still going
0: to go for it, man. I just, I realize that I got to, I don't know what I need to do. Whether he needs to, I, I need to sit down with him and break down, like, well, all right, how far should I be? Like, give me a pace to follow. I obviously I don't have a heart rate thing. So, it's like, what type of pace, mileage, what should my, so I can at least have my phone up to be like, all right, I'm not overdoing my mileage like how many miles should i be in by 30 minutes or i think whatever. the
1: thing is because if not i'm just going to be balling out well so you did basically you were like 15 miles per hour on this last ride yeah okay and you can imagine that if anything doubling the distance you'll be a little bit slower in yeah. the long run so even if you did 15 miles per hour let's say you held that
0: I mean, it's 15.8 if you want to be tight but Once you add another 50 miles, maybe the average comes down. (laughs) It probably does. Well, I will say, I looked at my average when I got to the halfway mark at the turnaround at 25, and it was over 16. It was like 16.3. But on the way back, it went down to 15.8. Yeah.
1: So, all in all, you're looking at like six and a half hours, not including any kind of like pee break. Yeah. Include Um, about nine pee breaks. (laughs) Yeah. So, you're looking at probably like seven hours out there. Yeah. So, what I'll say is I think you could do it, but it's going to be a suffer fest. And so really, and I'm explaining this because it kind of relates to myself too with how this marathon went and how I want to proceed with a 50 miler, is I could force myself, kind of like I did with the 50K, I could force myself to sign up for a 50 miler in let's say the spring. And I could troop through maybe and just make it, It's going to be hell either way, but make it the fucking fieriest hell that it is, suffer like hell through it, and just try and take pride from just getting it done. Or I could probably spend more time preparing, get to the fall, do the 50 mile, and still be suffering and still be hell, but a little bit less hell, a little bit more manageable, and finish it in a little bit more of a respectable, comfortable manner, if that makes sense. And it's not like either way you're gonna end with the pride of knowing you completed it. But I just wonder if you could have a compromise of seventy five miles, not to talk you down, but seeing how you feel. Because it's up to you either way. But fifty to a hundred's difference. Like it's, it's kinda huge. like And fifty sucked. Yeah. So you know Again, it's just up to you. I think, and I'm not here, I, I mean, I'll support you either way, but I just wonder if three weeks is enough time to basically <laughs> you're going to have to double that shit, you know? It sounds crazy. It's like me trying to run, like, a 50, like, right now, I feel like, and it's like, you know, it's just how bad do you want it to be? Do you want it to be, like, I mean, it's going to suck either way, but do you want it to be absolutely painful and miserable and possibly, like, B- below your load <laughs> or can you suffer through it in a more manageable manner and be more conditioned for it in the long run that's what i wonder
0: i i thought about it saturday when i was awake i definitely questioned a lot of things once i got off the bike well first off it was just so much pain i didn't think about the future but yeah when i got home and like legs started feeling better i was questioning not that i again like we both mentioned not that I don't think I could slow things down and just really grind out a hundred.
1: It's just like, do you want to be out there for like seven, eight hours just forcing yourself yeah. through this you know beat down? I don't know, and it, I know Ronnie, the last time we did
0: talk in person, he said that for a normal person, they would probably train until spring for the hundred, like with the amount of time that I've done it, it would still be a fast prep, yeah. but he said me training up until spring to go for the 100 would be the normal thing to do and uh, not that I'm out here trying to be like oh I'm, I'm not normal blah 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 mm-hmm. but like I, I don't want to me and maybe when I talk with Ronnie and give him my honest thoughts you know, he's way smarter with this than me yeah. so maybe he can try and talk me out of going a little bit smarter with this and maybe still going for the 100 but maybe allowing myself a little bit more time um because I do believe that I need a lot more conditioning on my legs than I thought. I
1: think regardless you're you're going to do it just like I'm going to do a fifty mile race, uh it's just I don't know, it's just one of those things where I feel like knowing the right time to do it. Yeah. You know? Um It is tough though, but it's good that you had this you know, midway point It was a nut check and, an, and, and, you know, yeah. And a, a little bit of a gut check yeah. and like realize, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what I need to improve on. Like myself, I now know started off too hot with, with the pace. I think probably triggered or increased the chance of me having that heart issue spike. And then regardless, I think I just need to build up a little bit more endurance and longevity, specifically my hamstrings How I'm gonna go about doing that, I don't know hundred percent. And there is a different strategy for an ultra versus a marathon. You know, it's a lot of just keep your body moving forward rather than holding a high pace for those twenty six miles. If you're going for fifty, you know, you're you're mixing in rest breaks, you're mixing in walking. But regardless though, the the durability and longevity of my legs needs to be there. So that's something I'm like thinking about you know, leading into it, you know. Um if I had to be honest,
0: you know, I do believe I am not ready for the 100. Now, when it came time, I didn't. And this is just my, I guess, mentality and knowing that, like, I I put pressure on myself announcing that I was going to do it before my 32nd birthday. It's like, well, you signed up for it. You're going to fucking have to nut it out. Blow your balls off. <laughs> pow literally (laughs) yeah Yeah, they might they might yeah uh but you know we'll talk with ronnie and maybe i'll follow up next week and be like oh guys i'm i'm retiring the bike (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and (laughs) and the last
1: thing i'll add on it is um i I was explaining it to maddie too because i was talking to her about my own you know i was talking to her about what i thought about a 50 mile because people already messaging me like i went to the 50 mile i'm like oh slow down (laughs) let me let me just relax today uh but it's almost like if you're training to hit A four or five squat right and let's say you've been training for 10 weeks let's say you've been training for nine weeks you could attempt it on week 10 and it'd be like rp 9.9 just everything you have the stars align and you barely squeeze it out or you could train to week 14 and hit it like a rp9 yeah you know what i mean i feel like that's a good way to kind of think about it to where you could absolutely empty everything you have or, you know, you could still, you know, bust your fucking ass, but hit it and probably a little bit safer for your body and muscles area, you know, and probably have a little bit more pride. And um, what's the right word? A little bit more pride in how you did it. I think you that's know what the I mean? case because even even with the 50,
0: I know I could have made that better. I could have made it smoother, you know, regardless of the weather and whatnot, like, because I had a bad attitude first getting out there with the wind and Mm -hmm. shit. But uh, I know that I could make that a lot smoother if I prepared a little bit better, if my legs were just more conditioned. And I thought about it a little bit more. These are all thoughts Saturday and Sunday was, you know, I was... Thinking back when the fifty, I was like, man, I can ride thirty, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I did my first thirty, that that was pretty tough. But the that's past I'm time about it too, yeah. I've ridden two hours, which takes gets me about thirty mm-hmm. miles, I can do that no problem. I, if I mm-hmm. that's a whatever. But just that extra hour, which you know gets me out to about fifty, um, crushes me.
1: Yeah, for me, once I go over like a half marathon or definitely over sixteen miles, it's like okay, I feel that. You know? Yeah. But it's about just extending that goal pose, right?
0: Yeah. And I wonder, you know, besides me, the, the weight training that we do still and continue to try and push some heavy weights in here, it's like I wonder, you know, and th- this is stuff that I'll just have to figure out with Ronnie, you know, and whatever else that I look into, um, just a way to be able to – I'm sure it's just like running. You just got to go a little bit further, just push the needle a little bit further each time you run. But it's like these legs, it's crazy how unconditioned – I guess that or how unused to that. Which is nothing I didn't like it's like you're doing the thing same thing just it the thing it's is just that extra fucking Well, it, it just takes time, off. man. You yeah. know,
1: like I've only been running for a year and I realized like okay, I've made like a lot of progress, even though I shit on myself a lot and I talk about how slow I am and I am slow. Like I've made a lot of progress from where I started, you know? And I think you've made a lot of progress since you've only been really cycling for like what like you've really only had that bike for like two months you've yeah. really been cycling three to four months you yeah. know so i think there's a lot of pride to be taken in you know like four months ago you couldn't run or ride 50 miles no so you know taking it piece by piece acknowledging where you're at appreciating that but then also realizing okay it's more work to do and taking the right steps forward so yeah you're yeah. right but anyway yeah after 45 minutes of talking about us we can talk about Joe, motherfuckers. Yeah, right? <laughs>
0: get some, stay hard. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say about it.
1: Do you want to rant about money? Well, yeah, we can. I totally <laughs> forgot about
0: that. That uh, was when
1: you, you were fired up yesterday. You were like, "Oh well, yeah, talk yesterday about it I was." <laughs> and th-
0: and hopefully, if anybody's still listening by now, it's it's a problem that. You know i'm I'm in business, but in a different type of business, so is Brock, and we just see things out there from not only our businesses but other aspects of people about how they mention that they can't afford this, which long story short, we are going to be talking about managing money and not to be like we are not financial advisors. We we don't. I mean, I technically don't even have a lot of money. I just know how to save it now. Yeah, this
1: probably won't even really be tips. It's just gonna be us like practical shit about how we do it, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think people just you can't live at your means. You just can't. Yes. A lot of people, you know, it's it's a no brainer. Don't live over your means, right? Like, don't buy, you know, the five hundred thousand dollar house. You couldn't even get a loan for it, but buy that house. If you're only making like 40 grand a year, you know? Yes. But where people fuck up, though, is they're spending exactly what they're making. And it sounds like, oh, you know, not that many people do that, or I'm not doing that. But then you really break it down, and if you only have like $1,000 or less in your checking account, that's probably, you know, that's living too close to your means. That's a sign. That's a sign. And
0: in all honesty, this talk isn't about people buying houses. This is like... The the, di- the decision from buying those Jordans or that bullshit clothing or yeah. whatever that is putting you to $2 in your account or n- negative in your account most of the time. Yeah.
1: It's like... Or just acknowledging, okay, if you want to buy this influencer's brand or this supplement or you want to pay for that Netflix subscription, you have to pull something out. So if you want to add in this expense you gotta pull out another expense. So if you wanna add in a Netflix subscription, you gotta take out the extra you know, meal that you're eating out this week, you yeah. know? So you have to find these ways to, you know, counter counteract and to balance balance, balance things out. And I just think people just get carried away and once they get, you know, a raise, they get a stimulus check from the government or mm-hmm. whatever, they just think immediately, What can I buy with that? And I get it because savings is boring, you know? Uh, You just see the money in your account, and it's just a number. You can't, you you don't taste it. You can't, you know, wear it, you know? But, A, you never know when you might need it. You know, emergencies pop up. And, B, you want stability. You don't want your card bouncing over $30 or $5, or you can't pay this or pay that or pay the bill, you know, or or rent gets questionable. And then a lot of people, like, I've never understood, and, you know, and... The other thing too is, you know, people might think you know more in mine than yours, but what do I know? I'm just young, or I come from probably some upper class, like wealthy family or something, which isn't true. I pay my own bills. I've been living out of the house for you know ever since eighteen, and you know, I've just made smart decisions to avoid you know debt collecting up. So something that I always thought was a was a common sense thing was if you have a credit limit, you know you pay off the balance you don't let the car kind of stack up to the points building interest, yes, you know
0: hundred percent and there's a there's a i forgot this meme and it it's it's just like the little spending I feel
1: like we're just giving a like a finance one oh one thing, and we're just saying like obvious things that probably everyone listening knows, but they don't know just, though but they don't know. <laughs>
0: Because we, you and me, <laughs> see this. We see it with almost everybody, and it's just—I don't know where the the disconnect of like keeping up with the Joneses or keeping up with this person or that person, trying to like look like you've got it. Mm-hmm. You gotta be. I, I don't know. see
1: so many people with a new iPhone. I'm like, why did you buy the new iPhone? What's I've, wrong I with I your like old a, phone? I have like a four-year-old iPhone, which is I could still probably do with a six-year-old iPhone. I.
0: Kept my old makes phone. calls, yep.
1: goes to the internet, sends text, checks emails.
0: And there's something about like the hype or the the what it, like the clout of getting new shit and be able to post about it. But that doesn't give you any. There's no return in that.
1: No. And where we get pissed off, at least where I do, is when people make the comparison, or they think you got it easy for X Y Z reason, or your business is crushing it. Yeah. It's not that our business is making us extremely wealthy. Maddie and I have made this explicit and like every kind of time we talked about it, we do not take a paycheck from Iron Belt Gym. All the money goes back into the gym, reinvest. pays off equipment, reinvest. And we are just in a position where we're financially stable because we don't go out on weekends, because we don't buy a bunch of alcohol, because we make certain decisions to be financially stable and pull back expenses. We yeah. live way below our means. And
0: I think it's all about creating opportunity. You know, y'all created an opportunity to be able to open this gym debt free, to yeah. be able to yeah. live off of y'all's means because y'all didn't. Y'all made the sacrifices, or I call For them years. I call them investments. Yeah, this wasn't. You invested that sacrifice into not spending that money. That's an investment into y'all's future, creating a business. You know.
1: Yeah, the gym was not built off loans. It was not uh, built off a credit card. It was not built off you know a family members or parents money or anything like that. It was purely money. That we saved from s- making more than we're spending and putting it aside yeah and just a year and a half two years of just doing that and then capitalizing on it. it's not magic you yeah know? people think it's magic it's not and it's simple. if
0: anybody i don't I mean I'm I guess I don't make a lot of money, but I guess maybe to some I might make a, a little bit of money, but I'm able to do. So much, and still have
1: money set aside because I I am tight as shit. At least lately. When sometimes it doesn't matter how much you make, but it's really how much you set aside. Like if you make yeah. forty grand and you're able to set aside a thousand you know, a thousand a month or something like that. But you know, someone else that makes eighty grand is only able to set aside like five hundred a month. Yes. Then you know, okay, who's, yeah, you who's who, you might yeah. be living too close to your means. You know, yeah. you don't have as much money set aside to do other things.
0: But since I live. Inside, well inside my means, as much as I can. The only time I put out money is if there's some type of return or investment. Most of the time, I might buy a little piddly thing, three dollar thing here or there. I try not to eat out, blah blah blah. But me saving that money has created the opportunity where I could buy that three hundred dollar bike, mm-hmm. n- and no sweat. I can reinvest back in the gym flow if gym flow needs money. I can put money hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars a month into this rental and property. I think
1: everyone usually thinks of investment being especially like nowadays crypto or real estate or something like that. But sometimes investing can be as simple as buying a new camera because that camera is going to help you make more content, which might lead to an opportunity opportunity. later in the road for finances. So, you know, it doesn't have to be something direct or something large or something big. It doesn't have to be a business even. But, you know, it could be an online course that teaches you how to edit photos better, right? And then you can actually make a business out of that, you know. You have to just invest in some kind of skill or opportunity or equipment that kind of sets you up in the long term. Yeah. You definitely,
0: if there's something you want or something you want to do out there, you can almost with whatever type of income or wage you have, you can probably make it happen if you reevaluate what you're spending your money on. Literally write down everything you're spending your money on and be like, all right, that's not a necessity. That is not a necessity. That's bullshit. That's me trying to flex. That's me trying to keep up with this yeah. This clout or crowd, fuck that. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Are you happy at the end of the day? If you're not, you need to change some shit up. And, you know, I saw a meme and I didn't do the math, so I just trusted the meme. But it was like spending, I think it's a peddly $24 a day mm-hmm. can equal up to $10,000 a year and just yeah. wasted money. And a lot of people are blowing that on eating out. Yeah. And drinks, whatever the fuck, if you're blowing, I think it was $24, $27 a day, will equate to $10,000 that you were just chucking away, that you could have put into a camera, uh, a set of clothes, shoes, a vacation. And, a fucking you know,
1: a lot of times people think, you know, well, I don't have big expenses that much. And sometimes they're lying, sometimes they're telling the truth. But I always think of something as simple as when I was at VCU, I'd see so many people consistently, consistently in that Starbucks line. And even if you save all or shave off five dollar drink once a week, you know you mm-hmm. cut out one drink a week, five times fifty two, it's like what two hundred seventy something dollars. That can get you to that can create a lot of opportunity. Two sixty, yeah, two sixty. Which okay, that's just one drink a week though. Cutting that out, mm-hmm. if you you're already getting Starbucks twice a week. You're getting uh, Chick fil A a ten dollar meal. You know, five hundred bucks. You know, so it's. And then people wonder why they like,
0: they just wonder. I used to be the same way, and that's why I'm so pissed off because I I wish people could like make the connection of like, they wonder why they can't do something or why they are stuck in the spot they're in. It's just because there's little dumb decisions that they make. And I
1: used to do it, I used to do it not too long ago. But you just don't realize you're just being like. To connect it back to exercise, you have to suffer in the present. To be further in the future. Yes. So, you know, in a workout or in a run, you have to spend months and months running easy, slow miles before you can see the benefit and run fast. Yeah. You know, it's the same way you have to spend time lifting, building up your training volume before you can really peak and hit hit that PR, right? So it's the same way with life. You have to live below your means, you know, eat some fucking bland food, yep. stay home, don't go to the club. Don't buy the big presents. You know, be smart around Christmas. Find deals when you can on Black Friday for presents. Play the long you're doing. game. Play the long game. And then you can capitalize later. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Not magic. Everybody's being. worried about the weekend or, you know, like you just mentioned, yeah. when you need to be thinking about three years from now. What opportunities am I am I creating or what what sacrifices, a k investments, are I making today that are going to give me something or an opportunity a year from now, three years from now, yeah.
1: whatever. And again, we're not experts. We're not your mommy and daddy, but we're just trying to give some friendly advice, fire you up a little bit, and if you're doing good, good, keep props. it up, props. But and look, I might have, I
0: might have overstated. I ain't pissed off. I'm just disappointed in a lot of y'all. <laughs> I know, I just know you can <laughs> yeah. do better. Yeah, we know you can do better. Because I'm not, I'm not Mr. Perfect,
1: but I've been there. We done want that. more people to win.
0: Yes, it's it's easier than you think. It's a, little, it's a little tough at first, but it's easier than you think. Because
1: we aren't the smartest guys. I'm dumb so as we're fuck. work. 100%. Dumb as a rock. 100%. <laughs> but
0: you just got to keep moving forward and make good decisions. There you go. Guys, I hope you all enjoyed this one. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Give us a follow on social media. Description below. We'll see you all next week. We're out.